Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's time to hit the field with Extra Point, featuring Kayla Mortolaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060 or give us a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the Extra Point is good. Welcome in to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. It's a Thursday. It's July 20th. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until noon today, as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Let's get things started with the poll questions, and we'll start with the KDOS1060.com poll question here in regards to uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Should the Cardinals try to trade Kyler Murray after the 2023 season? And right now, the masses are on the no side of things at 63% of the vote, yes trailing at 38%. Pretty big change from the last hour on this, but uh, we'll see how this goes. This question inspired uh, by our frequent sports zone guest over the years, Matthew Kohler, who covers uh, the Vikings for Purple Insider. And uh, he brought up this point for the Vikings last week. It looked like it's kind of questionable at best whether Kirk Cousins is going to return after this upcoming season. He's done a nice job there, but it doesn't seem like there's a. Much going on after this year with Cousins. He's like, I think he's like 35, and uh, that's kind of where I, you know, stole this question. I always try to, when I, we steal, we try to give uh, credit to the, those who we steal from. So this is uh, where this uh, idea came from. Uh, and, you know, I'm all uh, a Kirk Cousin aficionado now after finishing up uh, the Netflix documentary quarterback as well. So all, all okay. good there. Uh, no, seriously. He's a weird dude. I, I mean, watch that thing. He's a strange. He's an interesting. Uh, I would say he's a strange dude. He's different. Uh, so. d- different is true. I would also say yeah. really for for him to be, I mean, you, you really get to know about the preparation and what goes into being a quarterback and all that you have to do to get your body ready to go. And it's just, yeah. it was kind of fascinating to see, you know, we know so much because Tom Brady has been vocal about what he goes through to get his body ready. But to see different perspectives, what Patrick Mahomes' version of getting his body prepared to go for, for game day, what Kirk Cousins goes through, you know, certainly they're taking an absolute pounding week in and week out and as the season goes on it gets harder and harder uh, to feel good to play and and Kirk I think was really the most vocal about all of that throughout the season and just how difficult and challenging it is but the other thing for him uh, he seems to be very very meticulous he likes to have the details and I think it's fair, too, in the comparison of, you know, Patrick Mahomes versus uh, Kirk Cousins here, that Kirk yeah. kind of has to be that meticulous in order to play at the level that he can get to just because maybe the physical limitations are there compared to a Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he certainly seems to anticipate anticipate plays really well and know, knows where to you know, get who to get the ball to. Not just Jeff, just at Jefferson all the time. That would I could do that part. <laughs> yeah, right. Just throw it uh, up to Justin Jefferson, and yeah, uh, he'll right. come down with it. But uh, you know, obviously, the addition of T.J. Hawkinson there for for them, K.J. Osborne, and then obviously now with the 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 draft pick from USC there, who I'm now blanking on his name, uh, will be joining the wide receiver fold after they moved on from Jordan, Adam. Jordan Madison. There we go. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, let's move on over to the Twitter poll question at KDOS AM 1060. Did you think Jaden Daniels would be a good college quarterback after he left ASU? This is inspired by Bob catching up with Wilson Alexander of The Advocate talking all things LSU football. If you missed the conversation, you can podcast it, KDOS1060.com. And it's a close vote here. Yes, leading the way at 54.5% of the vote, no trailing at 45.5%. And really inspired by what uh, Daniels did at LSU last year. He led them to the SEC championship game, beat Alabama, and he's considered by most to be the best returning starting quarterback in the SEC this season. High praise there. Uh, So we'll certainly get into that answer. We'll also dive into LSU. And because there's always so many teams involved in the SEC that have different narratives that we could go through uh, win-loss totals and uh, just some of the the key things to look for heading into the start of the college football season throughout the SEC. And so we'll do that in our number two today. Uh, We'll also have an open championship update as things are underway from Royal Liverpool today. But let's start with the Diamondbacks from last. Last night, I know that they're currently underway uh, against the Atlanta Braves with the score nothing nothing in the top of the fourth. We'll get into that in just a second here, but they picked up a win last night, five to three over the Braves. I think this was kind of a critically important series for the Diamondbacks uh, and to get the first two wins, just because of how things started for them in the month of July, and then just the Braves being the team that they are. So to get two wins to start things off, you got a really solid outing from Ryan Nelson, seven innings three hits two runs one walk five strikeouts and two home runs and Kevin Ginkle uh, a little stress there in the ninth but he was able to pick up the save yeah really if you uh, I'm kind of use the uh, you know, the combination of Nelson uh, Moreno Ahmed and also Ginkle I mentioned them all during the sports zone in the last hour yeah Nelson he's been really good on the road this season he's four and one with a 267 run average on the road and he you know, only allowed two hits and uh, three three hits, excuse me, in one walk. Gave up two runs, two solo homers to the Braves last night. They're baseball's best, I think, best lineup. Uh, I guess you know, after the last you know, five days, which they have not won any of these games, uh, the Braves are no longer number one statistically in all the categories offensively, but they're still pretty good. And he shut them down. Uh, as I mentioned, he's been really good on the road. Oddly, he's been awful at home. He has an 8.06 or a run average and hasn't even averaged five innings per start at home, but he's been really good on the road, uh, which is kind of strange, even though you know Chase Field's not the easiest place to pitch in, but yeah, thought he'd be a little bit better than that, certainly. I'm sure that he thought that too, so they got to figure that out when he – I assume he's going to have a home start next week, uh, so we'll see if he can turn that around a little bit. And obviously, you know, Ahmed had, uh, you know, they were really good with hitting with runners in scoring position last night. And he had uh, half of their hits and uh, the guys that did come through with runners in scoring position. Uh, Moreno's kind of had an up and down season. And, you know, Carson Kelly returning has kind of, you know, kind of definitely cut into his playing time some. But Moreno seems like I don't have a hit ch- spray chart. I should actually have this, but I, I could look it up at some point. But I haven't. That's my bad. But it sure seems like a large majority of his hits are to right field, the opposite field, and that happened last night. That scored uh, the first run of the game for them. And then Ginkle, who I've been kind of, I don't know if I've been exactly campaigning for him to be the closer, but I've certainly you know, campaigned for him to get more you know, high leverage relief situations. He's uh, closed the last two games, and last night it got a little hairy there in the ninth inning. 
and uh, after, among other things, a, a, a stern talking to at the mound from Nick Ahmed, uh, who came in and just basically told him settle down and just concentrate on the hitter, etc. Uh, Ginkle did get the final, finally got the third out. They did have, uh, you, know, you know, you know, basically action in the bullpen, uh, ready to go if uh, that didn't work out, and he didn't get that final out, but he did, and. Uh, so that'd be interesting to see how Ginkle does, former U of A player. And uh, he's been up and down here for the last, like, three years. And, uh, you know, I don't know if this means he's the closer because you know, I think Tori Lovello is definitely gone with the, the so-called hot guy uh, at the time. And uh, we'll see if that continues. I'm sure he's not available today after he's pitched the last two games and he threw a lot of pitches yesterday. Uh, so moving into the action right now, Zach Gallen on the mound for the Diamondbacks here. We got a pitcher's duel. Uh, he, of course, this season is 11 and 4, 3.14 ERA, 130 strikeouts. Going up against Spencer Strider, 11 and 3, 3.66 ERA, 176 strikeouts. And as it is uh, through uh, the middle of the fourth inning, they're headed to the bottom of the fourth here shortly. Zach Gallen is pitching. Uh, He's basically pitching nothing. He's got nothing happening here, but three strikeouts nine, for him. And Strider yeah, nine up, nine nine up, and nine down for Gallon so far. And Strider has uh, given up two hits, but he has nine strikeouts. Yeah, the Diamondbacks just had runner on third and nobody out and didn't score in the last half inning. That's have to find a way uh, against a pitcher like Spencer Strider to get that runner home, don't you? That that would be true. Strider's had. He's had some interesting starts. This is a race to see which of these two guys is, uh, is the first MLB pitcher with 12 wins. They both won 11 uh, so far. But uh, Strider, as recently as last Saturday, uh, he got shelled by the White Sox. He also did not get helped in left field last Saturday by Eddie Rosario, who made two horrendous, awful defensive plays that accounted for multiple runs. But there were a lot of hard hit balls against Strider last Saturday. And he's had a couple of starts like that here recently. And as a result of that, his earned run average heading into the day was in the mid threes. Uh, when it comes to how things stand with the NL West here, it was a good day for the Diamondbacks yesterday. The Dodgers still lead, though, 55 and 40 on the season, but the Diamondbacks are now 54 and 42, one and a half games back. The Giants, 54 and 42, also one and a half games back. This is because the Dodgers lost to the Orioles yesterday, eight to five. Julio Urias uh, got the start, five innings, eight hits, eight runs, two walks, two strikeouts, and one home run. Uh, fair to say, since his return, it's been a little little bit inconsistent I know uh in that first return to the pitcher's mound you said to kind of slow down and uh, not overreact here now that we've seen several starts here where do we where do we land on the meter of Julio Urias uh since coming back from injury he's fine I mean he got clobbered yesterday that was the worst start of his career uh yesterday gave up eight earned runs for the first time now they had to leave him out there because their bullpen was a mess uh because they had they had to use their bullpen a lot. You know, I'm sure that they're actually very pleased the way that this road trip has started for the Dodgers. They won two out of three at New York against the Mets and really could have won and maybe should have won all three of those games. They got Max Scherzer on Sunday in that last game in that series. And then they won two out of three against Baltimore, which had won like eight in a row uh, before they, uh, before they, you know, before they, uh, they, before the Dodgers won on uh on uh, you know, the first two games of this particular series in Camden Yards. 
So the Dodgers doing well. They actually continue this road trip with three games starting tomorrow at Texas. So quite a road trip for them. Uh, the fact that they've now won, they've won, you know, they're six and, you know, excuse me, four and two on the road trip here. They've won eight out of ten games. I'm sure they're pretty pleased the way things are going as far as wins and losses. They keep losing players to injury. Jake Marisnik, who has been there for less than a week, uh, went on the injured list yesterday with a hamstring issue. So Dodgers in the injured list is kind of like a daily, uh, you know, daily update. Uh, as far as the Giants, they lost yesterday, but they also had been really hot. They still, even after yesterday, have won 20 of their last 26 road games. And they, too, are scoreless right now in the, uh, the, the third inning? Third inning? Yeah, yeah third it looks inning like the right bottom now, of the third. Against, yeah, I just had to look up and see what inning they're in. I'm watching that game, too. Uh, got, these two games are going simultaneously. You've got Strider and Gallon. Uh, in in, in the, uh, in the uh, that's in the Diamondbacks game, and then you got Alex Cobb, who's really good. He's not their best pitcher on the Giants because they have Logan Webb, but Alex Cobb, when healthy, has been very good. Going against Andrew Abbott, who's been the Reds' starting best starting pitcher since he was promoted from AAA. So you got these two teams, uh, uh, two games going right now, and you got four really good pitchers on the mound. So I'm not expecting a whole lot of offense in these two games. Uh, we had talked about how the uh, Dodgers lost to the Orioles yesterday. Well, the Orioles found themselves moving into a tie for first with the Tampa Bay Rays in the AL East. Guess who's playing each other? That would be the Orioles and the Rays. Uh, today, it's going to be Kyle Gibson, who's 9-6, and 4.77 ERA, 90 strikeouts. Rays, Tyler Glasnow, 3-3, three 3.78 three, ERA, 71 strikeouts. Obviously, the Orioles have been good. The Rays got off to their incredible start. But uh, maybe some of the pitching uh, injuries are finally starting to catch up with Tampa Bay. There's no doubt about that. They definitely are. I mean, they had to go with an opener yesterday again, and you know they lose. They they got swept at Texas, as I mentioned, and got into a little detail during the sports zone. So there's that. The Reds, by the way, have just taken the lead against uh, against the Giants in Cincinnati with a home run. Uh, so there's that. Uh, the Orioles. Um, I, you can make a case that as currently constructed, Gibson and uh, you know Glass now would be uh, the two starting pitchers uh, when uh, and if these two teams play in a playoff series, I would assume they'd be the game one starters. But I think there's uh, certainly speculation out there. Actually, there's speculation out there that both the Orioles and the Angels, uh, excuse me, the Orioles and the Rays would be interested in the Angels Shohei Otani before the trade deadline, and if they want to, the Rays and the Orioles are certainly two teams that have enough that would uh, get the interest of the Angels. Uh, you know, they have they both have really good minor league systems. They have you know, the Angels have uh, I don't know if they publicly said this, but it's been widely uh, widely reported that they're looking for multiple top prospects. And the Orioles and the Rays are two of the few teams that could actually meet those demands. We'll get into the MLB power rankings from ESPN on the other side of the break here. I should mention there's two phone call interactive segments this show, 1030 and 1115. The number is always to call is 602-260-1060. That'll be at 1030 and 1115 today. On the other side of the break, though, we'll get into those MLB power rankings from ESPN. Uh, see where the Diamondbacks slot in. See if you agree with the first three, four teams, if you will, on this 
this particular list that was at least released this morning. Also, a reminder here for you to download the KDOS 1060 app. Superbook Sports putting up a $100 gift certificate. So download the app, register, follow along with the listener reward, uh, what you have to follow along to become eligible to win that $100. And that's your chance at $100 for the end of the month. It is the extra point right here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com. And with, of course, that KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Your caddy, Ray Adams, takes you beyond the 18th hole on Saturday mornings with Great American Golf from 6 to 7 a.m. on KDUS AM 1060. Extra point right here on KDOS AM 1060. It is Thursday. It is July 20th. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until noon today as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. I just looked up at the TV screen. Bob, I know you're watching baseball. I'm watching the Open Championship, and I'm just seeing somebody hit drivers on the beach in England. Uh, so obviously mm-hmm. that's not for the actual tournament that's going on, but I'm not quite certain what's what's currently happening. But it's a beautiful day there. He's in shorts and a T-shirt uh, hitting golf balls on the beach in England. So we'll have an update about the Open Is Championship. Paul, Paul McCartney back in Liverpool doing that? You know, uh, it, it didn't look like him. It didn't look like Sir okay. Paul there. He's, left, he, he's <laughs> left-handed, though. I don't know if he golfs left-handed, but he's left-handed. Yeah, this was this was a righty, um, and uh, no, did not look like Sir Paul. But uh, we'll have okay. an update about the Open Championship a little bit later on. We'll keep our attention, though, with Major League Baseball. The power rankings from ESPN released this morning. Uh, we'll start with number one here, and they have the Atlanta Braves. Previous ranking for the Braves is number one. Despite losing four in a row, the Braves still have this designation. Also, just uh, some statistics here. Uh, through... Uh, Currently, Matt Olson has 77 RBIs. The Atlanta Braves record belongs to Gary Sheffield with 132 RBIs in 2003. Now, this isn't the actual like Braves franchise record. I didn't bother writing it down because they were the Milwaukee Braves at one point. So I just stuck with the current city that they're in. Hank Hank Aaron in Milwaukee might have done a little more damage. Yeah, I believe that is correct there. Also, you have Max Freed will throw 60 pitches in his next right. rehab start here that, for that, the, that, the Braves. That's, that's today, in fact. That's going on today. There was speculation before the series that Freed would be activated for this series. But if this all goes well today, the Braves said yesterday that he'll be back in the rotation starting next week for them. They also delivered – they gave – it was an update. I didn't really – catch whether there was any news and i tried to find whether it was you know why but you know kyle wright who's been out for almost the entire season uh there was uh you know speculation during the all-star week that he was going to be back by the first week of august and uh, about all i could find out that they said yesterday officially is that he's not coming back until september so i'm not sure what the setback was there uh, number two on this list here is the Tampa Bay Rays, the previous ranking two. Uh, the mention here that the slide has obviously accelerated here and maybe just passing it off as a slump uh, is not probably the proper designation anymore. And certainly for the Rays, time to shore up the rotation at the trade deadline. 
Definitely, uh, no doubt, and it's something we've talked about continually. Obviously, Shane McClanahan did come back and pitch this week. He was uh, the losing pitcher. They lost the game. I'm not sure if he was the losing pitcher. I actually think they, you know, actually he was not the losing pitcher in that game because that was the game that Fairbanks threw the wild pitch in the ninth inning. But uh, he pitched well in his return. Uh, he missed a couple of starts with uh, the back issue when he went on the injured list. But, yeah, we've talked about this all year long. They lost springs for the season. Uh, Shane Boz, who I probably should have talked about even more, uh, another top uh, heralded young pitcher. He's not pitching at all this season. At any, you know, That was the plan to the start of this. He had Tommy John at the end of last year, somewhere near the end of last year. And then Rasmussen, who we've talked about off and on. We had uh, Mark Topkin on uh, from the Tampa Bay Times a couple of weeks ago when they were playing the Diamondbacks. And we were it was it didn't sound real encouraging that Rasmussen was going to come back this year, but he's now in the last 10 days or so. He's been ruled out for the rest of the season and the first part of next season. Uh, he's already had two Tommy John surgeries. He's having another elbow surgery. Uh, some kind of funky thing that is not exactly, quote, Tommy John surgery, but a third uh, surgery for a pitching elbow for a pitcher in his 20s. Uh, he's not going to be pitching anytime uh, soon, I think even next year. Uh, number three on this list is the Texas Rangers. Previous ranking for them, also three. Obviously, a lot of attention here on Nathan Eovaldi and how great he's been, but you also mentioned, I believe it was in yesterday's show, just the velocity going uh, down a bit for Evaldi here in his last couple of starts. But also, how about Dane Dunning? He now has a 2.82 ERA for the Rangers. Yeah, I'm not buying Dane Dunning at all. I don't know how he gets people out, quite frankly. Had him on a fantasy team earlier this year, and we traded him, uh, which actually I think has turned out to be a pretty good trade because you know it was a four-pitcher trade. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but we got Cor- Corbin Burns in return for part of that and a part of that trade. So that worked out okay. But I just don't know how Burns – not Burns, excuse me, Dunning. One thing that he does definitely do, he, throw, he throws strikes – the Rangers, I think nobody talks about this enough. They play tremendous defense. Uh, and uh, he benefited the fact that he is a pitch-to-contact guy and you have good defense behind you if you're a pitch-to-contact guy. That helps immensely. Bruce Bochy's obviously made a big difference here. Uh, back to Evaldi for a second. Uh, his velocity's down, and I'm not terribly surprised about this. Yeah, I mentioned even before the All-Star break that he was on pace to throw 225 innings this year. And uh, they certainly have not restricted him in his first couple of starts back since the All-Star break. Uh, So we'll see what happens. But there's no way that they're going to have a plan that actually has him continuing this uh, high volume of pitches and innings. They're going to have to figure out a way to stagger that at some point. I assume that they would like to add a starting pitcher. Uh, and I also wouldn't be surprised if they, even though they've already got a role as Chapman, they could use, like every other team on planet Earth, another bullpen arm or two. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about Nathan Eovaldi and the run that he had with the Red Sox a couple of years ago and just how special he was for them. Did this kind of start now with the Rangers seemingly come out of nowhere? Um, not right. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say out of nowhere. I mean, he's had some really good moments in his career. He's also had two Tommy John surgeries already, which is a little alarming that he's already, you know, he's, he's throwing so many innings this year. Uh, so, you know, obviously they lost to Grom already. 
So, uh, Evaldi, it's hard. I get it. It's hard when you have a guy that's been as good as they ha- he has been so far this season to you know, figure out, well, did we take him out now or whatever? And, you know, their bullpen uh, has not been great all season long. In fact, until recently, it had been uh, uh, one of the worst bullpens in baseball this season, which clearly had been their weakness. That's actually gotten better with the addition of Chapman and you know, some of the guys that they've uh, – brought up from the minor leagues have done a better job than uh, the guys that were there previously. Uh, Number four on the list here is the Baltimore Orioles. Their previous ranking was seventh, uh, making that slow climb in order to catch the Rays, and now they have done it, and then, of course, have a pivotal series against the Rays here upcoming, and uh, some huge decisions as well looming for this team at the trade deadline. Yeah, as I mentioned previously, they have the prospects that they want to do something. Uh, also, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with just their current pitchers, guys that are on their current roster. Uh, you got Grayson Rodriguez, who was awful uh, earlier this season. Their top pitching prospect had a 735 earned run average this season when they finally sent him back to AAA. Clearly, he was not ready for the major leagues at that point. He came back this week. His first turn was against the Dodgers, and it went okay. Uh, maybe they left him in there a little too long. Uh, his second start back this week is against the Rays in this upcoming series so we'll see how this goes uh so they didn't it's not like they eased him back into the major leagues you got the Dodgers and then you get the Rays uh then John Means who was their best pitcher when they were a bad team uh before Beans had Tommy John surgery but Means is going to be back it looks like in August at some point yeah he's already had one setback it had nothing to do with the Tommy John surgery but that would be also kind of a trade deadline addition right in itself if Means is good. And he's a fly ball pitcher. He has not pitched a game in Camden Yards since they moved the fences back before last year. Uh, so those things should really help him being a fly ball pitcher. He should be even better at home. Uh, number five is the Los Angeles Dodgers, their previous ranking six. Uh, you know, ESPN ranking here, they're talking about Urias finding some consistency here. In yesterday's start, he didn't record his first swing and miss until his 51st pitch of the contest. But obviously, they'll need to uh, try to get a starter. But at what cost before the trade deadline? They got plenty to offer. They have seven of the top 100 prospects in baseball according to MLB.com's pipeline. Uh, there's been lots of talk about Lucas Giolito. There's been probably going to talk about many others, but yeah, Giolito was the, kind of the big talk last week during the All-Star week. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. You know, Clayton Kershaw, his situation, uh, he uh, basically threw off a mound yesterday, and uh, they're going to just do that again later this week. But they originally thought that it was just going to be, uh, you know, with his, this is a shoulder thing this time, not a back thing. Uh, but they uh, originally, when he was placed on the injured list before the All-Star break, they thought he'd be back by now. And uh, now they've even said that uh, it's an early August return. And they've always done a really good job with all the back problems that he's had of, you know, basically getting him ready for the postseason. And, you know, the Dodgers, they're going to make the postseason unless you just have any monumental collapse. So I'm assuming they're kind of nursing Kershaw along to just have him ready for when it matters the most. And as I mentioned, they've done a pretty good job of doing that over the years, and they've had to do that, unfortunately, with frequency.
We'll put a pin in the ESPN Power Rankings uh, at number five, and we'll get uh, through the six through ten on the other side of the break. As you noticed, we haven't gotten to the Diamondbacks yet, so we'll find out where they land on this particular list. We'll also take your phone calls if you'd like to join the program. 602-260-1060 is the number. Speaking of the Diamondbacks, it's now in the top of the sixth, and the score is still 0-0 in Atlanta. Zach Gallen has now pitched five innings given up no hits no runs no walks four strikeouts uh, Spencer Striders threw five two hits and 12 strikeouts for Spencer as this contest as I mentioned is 0-0 in the top of the sixth a much more Diamondbacks are a swing and miss machine here so far at the plate yeah yeah with 12 strikeouts you're absolutely right through uh for them at this point five five at bat it's, five innings of at bats it, it's almost all been swinging strikes too have you downloaded the KDUS AM 1060 skill for Alexa yet? Dude. Alexa is frustrated. No matter how many times do you ask, the answer is male chicken. Once you're ready, say Alexa, open KDUS AM 1060 to listen to your favorite shows. Let's update things around Major League Baseball right now. It's still 0-0 in Atlanta. Spencer Strider just rolling through the Diamondbacks right now as he's up to 13 strikeouts, 83 pitches uh, thrown as we're now headed to the bottom of the sixth in this contest. Zach Gallen also pitching a gem through five. Uh, he has given up no hits, no runs, no walks, and four strikeouts. As for the other contest going on, this morning, it is the Giants and the Reds, and the Reds are leading right now in the bottom of the fourth, 4 nothing over San Francisco. The Giants playing some awful defense here, which isn't terribly surprising because, amazingly, the Giants, as good as they are, they have, uh, at least uh, entering this week, had the most errors in baseball of any team. And we they've uh, misplayed two balls in the outfield in this inning. And uh, the Reds have scored two more runs, and they've now got runners on first and third and still just one out. We'll continue on with our MLB power rankings from ESPN. We had gone through one through five, which is a recap. Braves, one, two, Rays, three, Rangers, four, Orioles, five, Dodgers. Let's get into number six here is the Houston Astros. Their previous ranking was fourth on this list. This is interesting here. The Astros have a .792 OPS against losing teams, which is sixth best total in baseball. But then they have a .691 OPS against winning teams, which ranks 23rd. The disparity of that 100 points is third largest in the majors. Shockingly, I don't care about that. Um, you know, they've had tons of injuries. They're getting people back. Alvarez expected to be back any day, but I've been saying that for like two weeks. So we'll see what happens when he's played. He has 55 runs batted in in the 57 games he has actually played. They're also supposed to get Altuve back maybe as early as this weekend. Jose Urquidy in their uh, starting rotation. He's been out for uh, the majority of this season. He's expected to be back this weekend as early as Sunday uh, when I forgot who they play this weekend. But uh, they play this weekend, and uh, that's uh, speculation. He'll be back, and uh, we'll see how that goes. On the positive side here, Ryan Presley, who did have a bad game against the Angels the other day, 
He's had the most clean innings of any relief pitcher in baseball this season. He's done an excellent job closing games for Houston. Uh, number seven on this list is the Toronto Blue Jays. Their previous ranking was ninth. Uh, with the Rays' uh, downturn here, are we about to see a three-team race in the AL East with the Orioles? Also, though, for the Blue Jays, they're going to have to figure out rotation because Alec Manoa, uh, since being brought back up, uh, just had a game where he walked five and struck out no one. Yeah, the only good game he's had was against Detroit. So does that even count? Uh, not in my mind. They're not. Uh, I'm not buying the Blue Jays. I didn't buy them before the season. I've not bought them at any point during the season. I don't think I'm going to change my mind unless they change this roster. They play horrible fundamental be- uh, baseball. As we, if you watch the Diamondbacks last weekend, uh, there were a couple of uh, situations, uh, you know, where you just wondered what are they doing. And I've wondered about that for two or three years with different players. And Zach Gallon just gave up a home run, so so much for the perfect game. Uh, so uh, back to the Blue Jays. Um, you know, Jordan Romano, the, their closer, who was actually had to leave the All-Star game with a back issue, he was not even available last weekend for the end of the Diamondbacks games. He did return last night, so that's the best news for the Blue Jays. The bad news is that they can't beat the Padres, apparently. Uh, but uh, good, you know, good luck with that. Uh, how could you not beat the Padres? Uh, and the biggest rumor out there right now for can't uh, well, the one that I'm most aware of at least uh, for uh, for Toronto is that you mentioned uh, certainly Minot has been bad, and you know, I can't imagine they're going to leave him the rotation and can keep just you know, basically losing games. Uh, Marcus Stroman has been mentioned in a lot of trade rumors for a lot of teams. Houston. Uh, and the uh, and the in Toronto seem to be most prominent in those trade rumors. Also, Kevin Gosman, who was scratched last week, their All-Star starter, uh, was scratched last Saturday in the start that was supposed to be against the Diamondbacks. Uh, he has some side issues. He's expected to be back here soon, and uh, I would assume that uh, when Ryu returns from injury and he's on the injury, uh, he's on a uh, rehab assignment right now that they can get Kikuchi, who's not good, and uh, Kikuchi will be out of the rotation and Ryu will be back in. So their starting pitching should be better. Uh, Number eight on this list is the San Francisco Giants. Their previous ranking was 11th. Uh, When it comes to just this bullpen, they have the third lowest ERA since June. Yeah, it's pretty amazing because they use a million guys, and they have to. you know, obviously, uh, Duvall's been an incredible closer. I believe he has the most saves in baseball at this point. I He's think so, really with 30, good. right? Yeah, I think that you know, he had he had two in one day earlier this week when they played the suspended game and then the real game against the Reds. That was on uh, Tuesday. Uh, so he's been very good. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, you know, they entered the week with the most errors in baseball. They had 76 and uh, they're currently down 4-0. At least the last I looked, they were down 4-0. They're currently between innings, so I think it's still 4-0. And, uh, you know, they had a couple of really bad defensive plays in the outfield in this particular game to cost them a couple of runs. And it's amazing that they've won so many games because they've gone through so many pitchers. Uh, they're in the 20s as far as pitchers that have been on their roster this, so, so far this season. Uh, between the defense and the fact that uh, they've had so many guys they've had to use because of injury in the pitching staff, I'm pretty, it's, it's pretty impressive that they're as good as they have been. 
Uh, number nine on this list is the Phillies. Their previous ranking was 12th. Taiwan Walker has now won seven straight starts. He's 7-0, 1.84 ERA in those games. Another ex-Diamondback, uh, Mr. Walker, who wasn't very good in his brief time here. Uh, the Phillies are certainly benefiting, I think, among other things, from they have the, you know, the, this was something that you know, hindered them early, but they had the most home games in baseball after the All-Star break, and they've been playing at home exclusively since the All-Star break, even though they're losing as we speak. Uh, four nothing, three nothing. Uh, Cor- Corbin Burns pitching uh, for the uh, for the Brewers in this game today. And the last I looked, and I'm trying to look right now, uh, he is dominating them as we speak. He's allowed one hit through four innings. And Corbin Burns has had some very good starts here lately. I know we're talking about the Phillies. I'll get I'll get to them in just a second. Sorry, uh, but the bad news yesterday for the Phillies is Andrew Painter, who is uh, their top pitching prospect, and some thought the best pitching prospect at least during spring training. Uh, he was injured in spring training, had an elbow injury. I'm not sure why this took so long, but then they announced just yesterday because he hasn't pitched since spring training that he's headed for, uh, at least they've recommended that he have Tommy John surgery. Like I said, I don't know why there's been such a delay from spring training to now to actually, had, you know, think they maybe were just hoping for the best to some extent. But because of that, uh, he's obviously not going to pitch at all this season. And I would assume, sitting we're sitting here in July, I think it's uh, highly unlikely that uh, Painter, their best pitching prospect, will pitch at all next season. Uh, And number 10 here, we've made it to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Their previous ranking on this ESPN Power Rankings was five. Uh, Prior to the Braves series, they were three and eight in July. The bats had gone cold prior to this Braves series, although Spencer Strider has got 13 strikeouts so far uh, in this uh, game today, happening this morning. We also have known for a while how important it is for the Diamondbacks to get some starting pitching at the trade deadline. And some bullpen help. Um, I can't imagine that they're not going to do something. Mike Hazen said uh, during the break or right after the break that the uh, that they'll be aggressive but not reckless uh, before the trade deadline. It'll be interesting to see if the Diamondbacks do upgrade what they have to give up because they also have a minor league system similar to Baltimore and Tampa where they can, if they really wanted to, they could go out and get kind of almost anybody in the market. Uh, it just depends on who they want to put in a trade package, and they have players that other teams are prospects and young players that certainly other teams would be interested in, so we'll see how that goes. I find it hard to believe, and I know it's a pretty kind of sound pretty ridiculous and stupid after the last two days when they just beat the best team in baseball for two days in a row, but I think it's uh, highly unlikely that the Diamondbacks have a long playoff run or even make the playoffs if they don't make some pitching staff additions before the trade deadline, which is now two, you know, a couple of weeks from now on August the 1st. Uh, as it is for the contest going on this morning, the Braves did get a run on the board here. They're winning uh, one nothing. Gallon uh, has now given up three hits, one run, and uh, five strikeouts so far in the contest. That is correct, and uh, you know, you know Orsia hit a home run against him to end the perfect game uh, earlier in this inning, so we'll see what happens right now. Runner on first and two outs, and Ozzie Albies, who's had a tremendous season at second base, uh, and especially at the plate, but he's been okay at second base too, but they, 
best second baseman in baseball so far this year. Uh, he's uh, he's he's currently hitting, and uh, we'll see what happens. After that, obviously, you've got Riley, who has been a home run machine in this series, but had actually been struggling before this series. And then Olsen and their, their kind of their you know, the first four guys in their lineup all made the All-Star team. Uh, other MLB news here. Major League Baseball owners are expected to re-elect Commissioner Rob Manford to another term. The vote slated for next week, according to Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drellich. Uh, he needs 16 of 30 team owners to vote for him. Also, reportedly, Manford earns more than $25 million per year per front office sports, just for comparative sake. Adam Silver earns more than $10 million as NBA commissioner. Roger Goodell earns more than $60 million as NFL commissioner. Commissioner. Uh, this would be if they do, in fact, vote for him uh, his third term as MLB commissioner. And certainly there's been a lot in Manford's uh, time so far as MLB commissioner. Yeah, this seems to be a formality next week, and, and I'm in favor of it. And just uh, if people were on the border before this year, just the rules changes alone in the uh, product improving. And obviously that's been reflected in television ratings nationally and most places locally increasing and attendance is up throughout uh, you know the sport uh, i can't imagine there's any reason for him not to be uh, re-elected for another term as uh, baseball commissioner we'll touch base on what's going on at the open championship from royal liverpool we'll also get into some nfl news it's all happening here in the extra point on kdos am 1060 online at kdos 1060.com and with the kdos 1060 app powered by superbook sports Teams Out West brings NFL, NBA, MLB, and local sports talk to you Monday night starting at 7 on KDUS AM 1060 and the KDUS 1060 app. Wrapping up hour number one of Extra Point on this Thursday, July 20th, right here on KDOS AM 1060, online at KDOS1060.com, and with the KDOS 1060 app, powered by Superbook Sports. Round number one of the Open Championship from Royal Liverpool is underway, and this morning had some pretty darn good scoring conditions. You saw uh, an amateur, uh, Christo Lampret, uh, he's from South Africa. He's the top of the leaderboard at five under par. Also with him is Tommy Fleetwood at five under par. Tommy Fleetwood, a fan favorite, and obviously uh, he's been close. He's been around major championships before, and sometimes uh, Sunday comes around and just unable to close the door. Emiliano Grillo is one of the players that finished up here this afternoon shooting five under par, so they're all tied for first right now. Uh, when it comes to Wyndham Clark, who's coming off the U.S. Open victory, he's at three under par. Jordan Spieth, we talked about him yesterday and just how good he has been at Open Championships, but he usually comes in with much better form. And his form entering into this tournament here was uh, a little sketchy with two missed cuts, but he opened up round number one at two under par. When it comes to our guys, Brooks Kepka shot an opening round one under par. Scotty Scheffler also shot an opening round under par. Justin Rose struggling here today. He's four over. Minwoo Lee in the clubhouse in a tie for 31st right now at even par, so that's good news for us. Dustin Johnson's three over, and then when you uh, talk about Rory McIlroy, he's one over par right now with uh, about four 
holes to go and John Rahm is also one over par. Defending champion Cam Smith shot a one under uh, par opening round today. Some news happening around the NFL. It's expected today that the NFL owners approve of the sale for the commanders to Josh Harris. In addition to that, the New York Jets have put Brees Hall on the PUP list to begin training camp. When it comes to those reporting to training camp, uh, the Jets have had their rookies and their veterans already report. Don't worry, Aaron Rodgers has reported, seen photos of him in his Jets uniform, all is well. Uh, When it comes to the more teams reporting, the Raiders rookies report today. Rookies have also reported for the Falcons, the Ravens, the Bills, the Browns, the Broncos, the Lions, Chiefs, Chargers, Dolphins, Saints, Giants, Jets, as I mentioned, and the 49ers. When it comes to the Cardinals, they'll have their rookies and their vets report on July 25th. That, of course, will be from State Farm Stadium. And once again, if you want to attend the State Farm Stadium uh, training camp practices, it's all free. Parking is free as well, but you need to go to azcardinals.com slash camp ticks to have digital tickets in order to enter the stadium. We'll get into much. Real, real quick, real quick here. The Diamondbacks have taken a 3-1 lead here. Dominic Canzone from The Ohio State University just did a three-run homer. Didn't he get his first career hit? Uh, in, Last night. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. So he's on. Maybe the night, or the night, maybe the night before. I lose. Yeah, that was like night, night before. I guess it was Sorry, the night before. Bad. Yes. Oh, there we go. Yeah. He kept that uh, sixteen just, thirteen game going. First major league uh, homer just now. Awesome stuff there. And uh, it's now actually 4-1 in the top of the fourth. Uh, so they were able to get to Spencer Strider. We'll get into hour number two next.